see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we're almost stuck. This is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. My guest on the show today, Gina Hyena. Hi. Welcome to the show, young lady. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. Uh, we were talking about um, boots. See, now I have an accent. Do you hear my Canadian? Because <laughs> I, I do now, because you say Canadian. like Canadian. Uh, I'm leaning into it. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, we were talking about school. Yes. And uh, I'm not allowed back. <laughs> they actually... Uh, I spent... Yeah, I think my fourth year of, of uh, high school, uh, probably about three months into the, the semester, the last year, um, and when I say last year, that was the year that they asked me to leave, and um, the, uh, the principal kind of laid out my academic career in front of me in paper. In fourth it's, grade. In fourth grade. No, this is, this is high school. Yeah, yeah. I picked up my diaper, and I said, fuck this place. Right. I'm leaving. Uh, high school, I don't really count my, uh, what do you call it in the U.S., like grades one yeah, to, to your, nine? Yeah, your elementary. Elementary. And then middle school, and then high school, yeah. Okay, so. What do you all call it? What do you all call it? You yeah. all. See, we don't say you all in Canada. <laughs> I don't say it in New York either. I just started doing that because it sounds cute, and I like manipulating it's people. It's Texan, right? Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. I actually started saying it, though, in New York because I used to bartend up there. Mm-hmm. And I like when people came in, I'd be like, oh, what do you all want to drink? Because it just made me sound cute. And then people would be like, oh, my God, are you not from here? And I'd be like, no, I'm just trying to get more tips. Yeah, exactly. Sound exotic enough <laughs> yeah. for people to like treat you better than the locals. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an interesting thing, though, right? It's like, who do you, you usually treat your friends the worst i don't know maybe you don't i treat everybody just fine do you how <laughs> i do think you, so how do you do that you know what? where do you get the energy to treat everyone just fine well if you had video very- on you would see that i look fucking tormented right now because everybody comes at me because i treat them fine like i literally had like four people hit me up this morning like looking for a free therapy session and that's uh-huh. why I look this drained. Like, it's not you're from not, even... You're not puffy-faced Really? I feel drained. like this is puffy for me. I look like an extra from Schindler's List. So yeah. In you, always. Comparison. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you little bitch. <laughs> um, how bad was school? But which school? side? Huh? How bad was school? For me? Yeah. A school was great for me. This is actually interesting. I'll bring this up from elementary school. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was in... This program called the Reach Program. I was in the Reach Around program in school. <laughs> the janitor used to chain us up in the basement and then push a cardboard box. Anyway, go on with your happy little story. So this is it's absurd actually. Mm-hmm. I like had anxiety as a child, but then like I was I would test into this program when I was nine. And they gave me like it was like analogies, but they didn't explain to you what analogies were because you're fucking nine. So they were like 
owl is to who is like whatever cow is to moo or some mm-hmm. shit. But like they just like threw this in front of you and they were like, let's see if like this nine year old can figure it out and like these logic problems. And so I was like in this program and there was like five of us and it was all like uh, sixth graders and then like me and they would give us like shit to problem solve with. So they would give us like huge papers about like firearm control and then we had to sit in the library and try to like brainstorm how to solve problems like gun control in America. And I was nine. So it gave me like severe anxiety. It was just like I was pulled from class instead of doing like reading with the rest of the class. Um, go, maybe maybe they were grooming you for some sort of military. That's what people say thing, now. Right. Yeah. Because I never I like never really, really thought about it till later because I asked people in, when I was older, like, have you ever been in like this program? And they were like, no, but that sounds like government testing. Like, mm. I remember they gave us, like, a bunch of articles, and they were like, this was back in probably, like, 1992. Mm-hmm. They were like, what if people had these cards that their paycheck went on to? And, like, and, and it was pretty much, like, talking about debit cards and ATM cards. And they're like, what issues do you see coming up? And, like, literally, I was, like, nine. And you had to, like, brainstorm and be like, well, what if somebody stole it? And what if, like, this happened, this and that? Like, it was very strange. Like, I was intelligent, but it made me anxious because then all night, like, I have insomnia because all night since I was young, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, gun control and, like, what if people are, like, dying and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, I, and the other kids in the cat class are playing in the sandbox. Yeah. yeah and was, you're worrying about firearms. Yeah, it was insane. Mm-hmm. They're, like, going over all of these, like, issues, and I had to write, like, eight-page papers on them and, like, write bibliographies. So I had to, like, learn how to use an encyclopedia because you didn't have, like, the internet to look shit up at the time. But, um, yeah, I was so anxious with it, and I'm, like... I thought about this earlier. I was like, my, me and my dad have a really good relationship, but he always had this mentality of like, well, you can just quit. Like, he was like, oh, you can just like quit. And I was like... You can do that, dad? Right? Because like, the other kids are getting beat for not going to school. My dad encourages quitting. So... Is he a quitter? Or I, he's like, just like comfortable. So he's a really good person. If he's you don't a, like it, fuck it. Yeah. He was just like, Find oh... Find something better to do. He was more of... Well, it seems like you're stressed out, and I don't want to see my daughter stressed out when uh, she's 10. But it's like there's some sort of regret there because I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if, you know, I stayed in it and did shit like that. Ultimately, I have zero regrets because I'd much be sitting here at this table than, like, working for the CIA. You say that now. Yeah, but I'm I'm not saying if I'm not working for the CIA. (laughs) No, I don't think the way you're holding that plush toy under your arm, I don't think you're military. Yeah, you forgot to introduce your father. My dead father's named after your toy. Yeah. Brian. Are you happy? I'm crying now. I do like that there's no video, so they don't know what kind of toy we're talking about. It's a a shag rug with a fleshlight stuffed into it. Named after my dead father. (laughs) Fuck me. Fuck you, old man. Right. It looks like an endangered species, but it also... Vibrates. <laughs> Does that one? Maybe it's got Parkinson's. <laughs> right. Oh, wouldn't that be adorable? But they, like only like said, light Parkinson's. Well, you remember Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah. And he vibrated when you tickled oh, him. Oh, yeah, he did. He, oh, whoopsie daisy! <laughs> what are we doing? You had four of them tied together <laughs> under your bed. Do you know I actually? Oh God! Never... Here we go. I saw the way you closed your eyes for a minute. You went to visit. That place, and then you came back to me, and I don't know if I want to hear about this. This is a family show. I guarantee it's so weird because oh, it God. looked Here like I was excited talking about vibrating, right? Whoa! Do you know the I floor just got wet. Never. 
I never masturbated until I was on a webcam. I never masturbated until I had a gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced. Because you were so excited. <laughs> I never masturbated until after I lost my virginity. Really? Yeah, now it's gross, right? Is it? Is that true? Totally true. So how fast was your first time then? You know what? It wasn't. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a long distance runner, which oh. probably ruined a lot of my relationships. Mm. You know, some people, you know, personalities, some people want to get in and get out. It's it's multiple feedings. Yeah. Where I just fuck until your mouth is dry. Oh, you're like sting. Like oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that one thing we all know about Sting. And he sucks his own dick before the show, I heard. <laughs> really? That's no, why he's doing all I that yoga. I made that up. I made that up. But any guy that... I'm like, you know, wow. Sting is definitely blowing himself. Mm. Yeah. Like, That's why hypothetically skin. and in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> you want to hate him, though, but how much pussy... Sting is the singer, former singer of the band... The Police. Police. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually do have a problem with Sting. Oh, God. Yeah, let me tell you this, because I just found this out like a month ago. Uh-huh. And I used to love Sting. I used to play bass in high school, and I used to like be really into like good music. Yeah. And uh, now I like shitty like SoundCloud rappers, because I think they... Like, I love Juice World because he's dead. And uh, he wrote this song when he was 19. Have you ever heard the song Lucid Dreams? No. So this kid wrote this song when he was 19. SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. Okay. And it's like he expresses his feelings way better than I ever could at my age. Is this like that little pep kid that died of? It's similar. Of being rich and famous. Oh no, he just like was so like. If you listen to his music, it reminds you of like Kurt Cobain esque okay. lyrics that you're like, this kid's gonna die. Yeah. And you're like, he's also expressing his emotions and like literally like I I'm not this good at it. Now, did he do the suicide or the drug overdose? Overdose. Oh, yeah. classic. Right? Classic. classic. Of course he did. But Pills. here's my issue with Sting. So this kid wrote this song, which if you pull up the lyrics of Lucid Dreams, it's amazing. And he was 19 when he wrote it. There is a one melody in the song is from a Sting song that's not even a hit single. Mm-hmm. And Sting heard it. And this was this kid's first big break. He got on the billboards from doing this and all the sh- shit, this song. He didn't get sued? By Sting for Sting sued him. Sting oh. sued him, and he took eighty percent of the profits. Yeah, which I'm just like Sting. You don't need it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not Sting. It's the people that work with Sting. Like, um, uh, there was a, a British band that used the Rolling Stones loop, and they lost. It was a huge hit. Something Dark Symphony by um, oh, one of those British rock bands. Everyone's screaming it while they're listening right now. Gosh, but, yeah, they're uh, like motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, they suck. <laughs> Got this suck. fucking bitch on talk about uh, Juice World, and you can't remember a fucking British band. It's they, they're shit, but they the Rolling Stones took the entire money from all the songs. Isn't that like? It's just like I I can see. So I have an appreciation. I can see if you completely just copy something, right? Like that's awful. Like don't do that. But if you can take something and you're inspired by it, and you can kind of tear it apart and make your own thing out of it. Then I think as another artist... Reverse engineering. Yeah. Then you should like be able to be like... I would, I would hope that you'd be like, I'm flattered and respect that. And if you're like a true artist and like you respect what they did. You know, like... Uh, I don't... This is the thing. When, you, when you're in a... Is you're a big of artist as Sting is, there's, mm-hmm. there's 
10,000 people under him that are trying to nickel and dime everything. So Sting was on the phone going, calling his manager saying, you better take this kid to the cleaners. Yeah. You know, he's been rich and famous mm. forever. And... uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I don't because I think they did do interviews with him that he was like, "Yeah, I recognize that in my beat." But yeah, you're completely right. There's a ton of people now tied to Sting. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's the not SoundCloud like- rapper kid probably has a couple of people that he works with. And oh. a high school buddy that manages him. Yeah, and know? it's like, wow, this kid made it to the Billboard, and he's this tortured soul. And then it's like, and there it all goes. But uh, it's a sad story because then he like had albums, and the kid was so talented that like. He could freestyle for an hour straight. There's multiple videos of him. They just throw Eminem beats at him, and he freestyles for an hour straight, nonstop. Really? He's good? So, yeah, he's very talented, and it's so sad because his career just got off, and he did a song with Eminem, and he like finally had some songs where it's like... You he did can, a song with Eminem? Yeah. Recently? R- right before he died. He died uh, just over a year ago. He died when he was 21. See, that's the thing. They get all these opportunities, and then they... They can't handle the successes of it. Nope. Yeah. They off themselves. And I'm like, oh, just right when. And it's like, but if you listen to it, you're like, this kid's going to die. It's almost like like you can hear it in the lyrics. It's pretty fucking crazy. But with the, uh, I'm just going to go on tangent because you gave me coffee and I got caffeine. <laughs> with the whole, uh, <laughs> the tearing things apart uh, and putting them back together kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I found out that a guy I was dating here was very stupid. Um, because yeah, I did a lot of really dumb jocks when I lived in Austin because there's a lot of former pro athletes that live here mm-hmm. that are also like tech guys. It's like the worst inbreeding ever. You're like, oh, half tech guy, half fucking former jock. Like you can imagine how stimulating those conversations are. So uh, we went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen it? I did. I actually went to both of those houses in L.A. That's awesome. To visit them, the Quentin Tarantino one and the... the um, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Polanski's. Yeah, Roman spot. Polanski's. Yeah, yeah. It's a couple so, of years ago, yeah. So crazy. So first off, I knew that whole story from, here's a story from middle school to tie it back in. We had this one history teacher. I know like nothing about history, except he would talk about the Sharon Tate story mm-hmm. like every other day in school and he would act it out and he'd be like, yeah. So he'd either act out Taxi Driver or the the Sharon Tate story to us. And we're like, sir, this is social studies. I don't know why you're doing this. And he's like, yeah. And then they wrote Helter Skelter, Death to Pigs. And he would like act it out. And this that was, the teacher? The teacher did. Yeah. This, this was my social studies class in this seventh is, that's grade. That's the same teacher that sniffs toilet seats after the kids take a shit. <laughs> he, he had a, like in the closet in the classroom, he had a pull-up bar. So if you were walking by during lunch, like you would see him just losing his mind doing pull-ups. Yeah, the guy was crazy. I went to public school. Jeez, so please. if you can't tell. So um, I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I liked about it, and I was trying to explain it to the guy that I saw it with, was that uh, I'm just going to keep talking. Yep. <laughs> was that uh, I liked, it kind of reminded me of, have you ever seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? Pause. Oh, yeah, we're back from battery change. How exciting was that? <laughs> that was great. My brain was just still running. I was like, I'm just going to blab while you're changing The mic it. wasn't even in your hand the last <laughs> yeah, thing. right. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You've mm. seen it. I had a crazy teacher, whatever the fuck. Pull-ups naked in the closet. <laughs> yeah, just nut jobs. His name yeah. was Mr. Bedonia. Just fucking dox him. He's probably dead by now or in jail. Yeah. But, uh, no, so I realized that the guy that I was dating was really fucking stupid because... I was talking about how I like that movie because it reminded me of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Have you ever seen that? 
Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Guildenstern are yeah. dead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're two That's a lot of title. Yeah. So they're two characters from Hamlet, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. whichever one the the Lion King is based off of, where the uncle whatever murders the fucking dad and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is literally taking like Timon and Pumbaa or Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in the Lion King, because it's pretty much Hamlet. They're just two characters that are off to the side. The Lion King's storyline is modeled after a Hamlet yeah. play? It's either Hamlet. It's after a Shakespeare play. It's okay. either Hamlet or the other one. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying the wrong one. Somebody at home is like, damn, she was making a point, but she's picking the wrong fucking Shakespeare play. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally the uncle tries to kill the father, and then the son is exiled, and he has to come back and take the kingdom back. Mm-hmm. And there's two characters, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, which provide comic relief. And that's Timon and Pumbaa. So... I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it reminded me of taking a story but putting it from a different perspective. Like you made up these other characters and that was kind of what I was talking about, like taking art form and being like inspired by a story. But like what if I twisted it and I saw it from a different lens? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to explain this to the guy that I was dating at the time. And he was like, I literally, I don't know any of the words that just came out of your mouth. And I'm like, that's great. Just like, Are you telling me you don't date cultured (laughs) Dudes. <laughs> I I went on a streak of just dating dumb jocks because like I used to date very abusive men. So I was like, oh, if I date the guy that's pretty much a golden retriever, then it's like safe. Now, what do you mean like like abusive men? Would you okay? You're out on the first date, you get smacked, and then you're like, I think I like this guy. No, it's always like it's always like uh how you cook a lobster, like how you turn the heat up. Yeah, they they hook you in with usually being like. Very overly attentive and yeah. being like, you're like, wow, I never met a person that like likes me this much and like mm. opens doors, pays for everything is like very like, and then they slowly pull, like they get everything out of you and then they slowly start putting throwing screws, it in your face in, yeah. and then finding kind of, your weaknesses. Yep. And then pulling away from you and then it'll like escalate into like making you think you're crazy. And then mm. it's more starts with emotional abuse and then like, the first time that a, a guy ever hit me that I was dating that it was emotionally abusive for years, like, I was like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. Like, I was like, now I have marks to prove that, sure. like, he's actually doing this. So I went through eight years of abusive relationships. I got, I got, I got two in a row. Now, <laughs> Which how long were you dating me. these? Each for four years. Four years? Yeah. What? Never very tumultuous in both of them. I mean, multiple, I think I went on more court dates than dates. Monogamous, abusive... I was monogamous. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were monogamous for four years? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. And you know. Yeah. You're a young That was lady. all my 20s, yeah. Wow. I'm like, oh, I did that fucking wrong. I'm like, I was, I was like, I was so little and hot and like nice. And then I was like, <laughs> and I was like, why did I date these fucking assholes then? Like yeah. I could have, I should have had like a fucking sugar daddy or some shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm dating the guy that loves fucking one of them loved the Faust and the Furious. Ew. Yeah. How long was he gay? God, forever. God, that guy <laughs> sucked so bad. He literally had a Mustang group. And his, and his cologne selections uh, must have been epic. Oh, they were all uh, cologne, please. It was all fucking Axe body spray. Yeah, car. <laughs> right? Like, you're... I was like, you're giving this man way too much credit. Yeah, no, that was those choices were mo- mostly like my family was falling apart at the time. Yeah. And it was like I had never, I had no tools to deal with it because my family was Disney World growing up. My parents are high school sweethearts mm-hmm. that have never argued. My dad has never raised his voice at my mother. 
They're still together to this day. They get along so well. They're like the sweetest people always really took care of us. And then at one point my brother got his uh, girlfriend pregnant in college, his first girlfriend. My brother's disgustingly smart. He's an engineer for Amazon. Not with his dick apparently. No, I was like at one point, he has six kids right now. At one point I literally was like, you know where they're coming from? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's yeah. not. He's got so a baseball team. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, that's what I was saying. Bunch of six kids. He's got five boys and a girl. He's got a basketball team and a fucking water girl. And I don't care about fucking gender roles. That's how it works. Wow. <laughs> so. Good for him, though. Like, oh, that's. He, he stuck it out and, and continued to breed yeah. with the same woman. And oh, oh a they're father. happy. It Let's was get just... him on the phone and make him cry. Right? Right? <laughs> so I actually haven't seen him in 10 years. So um, that's part of it was my mom doesn't. Didn't like the idea. So her whole dream was, right, marry my high school sweetheart and have kids. And that's the end of the dream. Mm -hmm. So when we got older and, like, needed autonomy, that was very threatening for her. What's autonomy? Like, being your own person. (laughs) 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 You fucking asshole. Uh, No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, I'll explain my academic (laughs) career in three seconds, okay? You're like, and then we learned about math and English and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... I ate crayons from ages four to nine. What's your favorite color? Red, because it tastes like raspberry. Not really. Right. Yeah. No, my they, favorite flavor is red. My favorite yeah. flavor is like, <laughs> where's all the candles? I know nothing. Right. So yeah, the autonomy. My shit looked like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> it was awful. Especially I do it in the litter box and the neighbors would freak out because we didn't have a cat. <laughs> right. Neighbors but as long as box. you throw it at them, like as long as you make use of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like if you had a shit covered in litter, like that's a good weapon. That's like some medieval stuff. Cause it's got like the sharp rocks like on it. Van Damme in blood sport <laughs> when he rolls his fist in the glass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You put a, a, a can- <laughs> all right, let's get back to the happy stories. <laughs> oh yeah. The happy story of my family <laughs> falling apart. Yeah. So <laughs> my mom was threatened by her kids having autonomy. Cause you know, her whole dream was to have kids and then mm-hmm. like, fuck, I don't have any of my own hobbies. So she was getting very crossing the line with my brother trying to start a family. Like, the craziest thing she did, because I had to tell her this, like, most recently at Thanksgiving. I was like, listen, if I was my brother's wife, I wouldn't like you either. My brother's wife was had their second kid. And my mom, this is the craziest part, set up... How old is he? His first kid, 18? Yeah. And now he's 36 and he has six kids. Yeah. And he's doing well. Engineer for Amazon. They're all happy. They've got a great house. Well, mm-hmm. Whatever. She set up an OBGYN appointment. What's an OBGYN? You're throwing a lot of... Oh, a gynecologist. She set up a gyno appointment for my brother's wife, mm. who she is not related to, to get her on birth control. Like, can you imagine <laughs> the fucking audacity... Of like being like, oh, I know we're not related and you just like gave me two grandchildren, but you know, I want my son to be sure to finish school. So I made this appointment for you. I'm like, that's like some old white politician shit. Uh, (laughs) There's a reverse to that. A friend of mine's father was punching holes in his condoms. So oh that he would get his God. girlfriend pregnant and get into a, a, a family thing. Oh my Isn't that God. crazy? He yeah. went to go grab him and he's like, There's a rip. And he looked and he pulled water through it and there was a hole Stop. through it. His father had been pinpricking all his condoms in his drawer. How old is your friend? 63. What? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was like, well, he's is, still virile. He like, was probably <laughs> in his 40s. 
Wow. Yeah. They were just like, we need, like, just fucking get one. I think they just wanted to get him out out of the house, more or less. Really? Yeah. Wait, so is he still living with his parents? Most likely. Fuck. 50. Oof. Yeah, my parents were pressuring me, like, you know, it was sad to watch them because now, so my brother became, like, kind of estranged. My parents need to see the grandkids. And, like, now there's, like, these humans, you know, that, like, I have, like, six holes in my heart because I, like, care about them, but I never get to see them. I'm welcome to see them, but, like... Are you not cool with your bro? I'm cool with my brother, but, like, he's uh, he's out in by Boston. Uh-huh. And um, my parents are Western Mass, and, like, he's just busy. So, like, my mother didn't understand, like, he's got six fucking kids. He's working full time. And she's like, I don't understand why you can't just drive out and have coffee with me. And it's like a three hour drive. And then she would get like obsessive and like send like multiple emails and then like want to just show up at his house. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very. Uh, That's the controlling mother aspect of it. Right. Yeah. He's, so it's, he's living his best life and mom wants to get on the boat. Yeah. And, and then she just doesn't have her own hobbies. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just watched. Micromanaging someone else's family. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. So then I watched very my... Very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. Insanely. Yeah. So I for, was... Especially for the children. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because now they're, they're in this... Now they're in a team mm-hmm. with, with their loved ones. Yeah. Grandma's like this. We got to do this. We can't talk about these things here. Yeah. And then when we're all together, it's kind of weird. So my brother set a boundary of like, I don't... Like, in, until you're respectable of boundaries, Yeah. I don't want you around yeah. my family because you're... Controlling the soup. Boundaries aren't a thing for you. Mm. And it's just not, it's making my wife upset. And then like my wife yells at me and they're six. It's just too much. So all of this started happening when I was like 18, 19 when it first started. And like I said, I had no tools to deal with this because it was fucking Disney World until then. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my cousin became a junkie, was stealing from my grandmother. She had fucking cancer. She ends up dying, and then my grandfather dies two years later. So, a lot oh. of junkies steal from grandma. Oh, and she had this fabulous fucking mink coat that, like, they were dead, dead broke, uh, my grandparents. But, like, my grandfather saved up and got her this mink coat. So she would wear it yeah. everywhere. And I was like, well, I obviously want that one day. She went to Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Hand me down. And then she's like, you know, she's showing up making like deviled eggs and like fucking like chicken salad with shitload of mayonnaise, like eating like white trash food, but in her mink coat. Cause yeah. like, I'm proud that yeah. we got this. So, uh, yeah, he fucking stole that and sold that. He eventually burned down her house on accident cause he left a fucking pipe lit. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking all of this all happened. Crack. Is this in the nineties? Uh, yeah, I think he just was trying to get his hands on whatever he could. Yeah. But he's, he's a uh, heroin is his thing. Ooh, yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah, right? Like, so. Uh, go for the top. All of this shit was happening. And I was like, fuck. So I meet this fucking dirtbag. This is how I ended up getting into abusive relationships was I meet this dirtbag who he's like, I hate my family. They don't understand me type of shit. And I'm like, he gets it. Like, he's from a broken family. And like, now I'm broken. And so like, he first like pulled all of that at me. And then it was like, oh, I understand. Like, you know, it's just us two against the world type of shit. And then that turns into like, I own you. Like, you don't get to have friends. Like, I very much have run into this. You're checking in with phone calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a hostage in your own life. Yeah. Oh, and then it became like, I we moved in together very quickly because it was right when I was done with college. I didn't want to stay in my hometown because everybody's fucking dead from heroin. Mm -hmm. And so I moved to... Fucking, he said moved to New York with me. It was fucking Ronkonkoma, Long Island, which is not New York City. 
And then he would just leave me there alone. Yeah. All the time. You're your pet. You're a lap dog. Yeah. It was horrible. And then he would go into the city to work because he was a construction guy. Like, this is, isn't this all very surprising that he worked construction? And uh, was really big into the fucking Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Which means he had a Fast and the Furious poster. He couldn't would, be wrong because they're, they're in movie nine now. You know what's crazy? I was just talking about this. You know how they make all their money? Why they keep making those? They make a shitload of money in China. Those movies are really fucking big in China. Oh, yeah, because they, they love took, them over there. Uh, Chinese or Asian street racing mm-hmm. uh, gangs yep. and then Americanized it and sold it back to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then in China. Ben Diesel. Just, yeah. China's great on making clothes and, you know, all, everything else, but they can't produce movies for some reason. Like they can't, like. American style. Yeah. Yeah, American. And they, so they love them. They yeah. love. Fast and the Furious movies over there. They're a huge market over there. It's mm-hmm. very strange. But yeah, so uh, that's how I ended up in those shit relationships. So then when I moved to Texas, I was like, I'm just going to date dumb guys because they're not going <laughs> to manipulate me because they don't have the wherewithal to know how to. Like, they're not going to know how to. Is it worth the stress? I don't understand. Like, just, uh, yeah, I don't even want to get into that. What's that? Oh, God. <laughs> the stress of dating a dumb person? Or no, the stress of dating of a like psychopath? <laughs> a and B. Yeah. You know, you can go... Pick your poison. Dumb <laughs> or like sharp and... Um, but it's, I don't know. It's I'm going to die alone. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think I'll have multiple people I date along the way that I... Because it's hard to think about, like, one, I don't feel like I need anyone, which is a good place to be. <sighs> Tell me about it. It's such a nice place <sighs> to be in, right? It took a long time to get there, didn't Same, it? Same, yeah. Because uh-huh. that's how, like, it was like, that's how I ended up in those abusive relationships. Like, I've done a lot of, you know, Trying reflection. to lean on something to yeah. elevate yourself, and in turn sinks the whole ship. Oh, yeah. And it's it's more so, like, it was, like, very much like, oh, there's some, like, Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Like, I'm hurt, and he's also hurt. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that really worked out for the fucking Joker and Harley Quinn. Like, it's just, like, you know, it, it's just bad. It was, like, those types of fucking relationships that I actually, actually haven't even seen, like, those Harley Quinn movies because it seems like they would be very triggering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, You think the he, Joker? <laughs> yeah, like, how, like... Because doesn't he, like, pretty much, like, own her and she, like, is, the, like, very submissive well, to him? Well, first of all, they're characters in a film, okay? <laughs> yeah, you I fucking know. crazy broad. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing comparing yourself to movies? <laughs> I literally, like, can't You get Fast and the Furious <laughs> and then Suicide Squad and you're like, I can't live like these people. <laughs> right, they're made yeah, up. Like, they're made up, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I literally about? feel like they would be triggering to watch the fucking Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Because I literally think it would, like, fuck me up. Because it would good. make me remember. It's not good. I don't think it would be. Because every lame bitch I've ever seen dresses like her for Halloween. And uh, also, there's an article online about Suicide Squad and comparing Jared Leto's joker to my onstage persona and physicality really yeah huh and what did say, they say they said that uh the, the article states that this is a blatant thievery of jason rouse wow okay well um, now i kind of want to watch it to see if that's yeah that's pretty wild i would have done it much better i'll bet yeah. That didn't really seem like it would be his wheelhouse. And how are you going to follow Heath Ledger? Oh, exactly. I wouldn't. That's the thing. Can you imagine even being offered that role? Like, That's the thing. 
Why would you even take it? Hey, look at uh, Shrek. That was originally for Chris Farley. Was it really? Well, look at it. Think about it. Close your That's eyes. That's so true. That was Chris Farley's gig, and um, Mike Myers Farley. became it, yeah. Wow, that makes a lot of God. Someone Chris will Farley's. take the job. Someone will. It's Hollywood. Someone will take the job. God. Yeah. I can't even. Because how long were we out in LA? 13 years. So you've seen and had to be around all of this stuff firsthand. I, I made the worst of it happen. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I looked at it as I was, uh, I lived in a zoo for a decade. Yeah. I lived in a zoo with a bunch of exotic animals. Yeah. Now I lived like, you know, in Hollywood, which is not even a real place. It's not a real place. place. So it was, uh, in the beginning, I, I took a lot of, um, I took it very personal. But uh, after a while, I just didn't really look at them as people anymore. Did it feel empowering to do that? Totally. Okay. Because it separated myself from mm-hmm. the um, the retarded people. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. super fair. Because it's funny, I had thought about before Austin started blowing up more for comedy, mm-hmm. you know, I always thought, I was like, fuck, am I going to have to move to LA? Because I had already lived in New York for 10 years. And I was like kind of in this headspace that I, I've already lived in New York now I have sunshine. If I'm going to want to do bigger things in comedy, do I have to go to L.A.? And this was three years ago, to put this in perspective. But then I literally could not. Like it, I was, would, it would have sucked so bad. You, I, I couldn't do it. You would have hated it. Yeah. You would have hated it. I already knew because I couldn't You would have been stand, exhausted yeah. emotionally. So and it's funny because it's like there are certain things that like, yeah, I was like, it's tough. Because sometimes it's empowering to... Like, I already knew I would hate it. I already knew I don't like vapid things. I also know that you're up for a good fight. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the way I see it is, like, it sometimes it makes you feel very alone. Like, you can be walking around a place like that, and you're like, I don't fit in here, and nobody understands the way I think. But then, like, sometimes that's empowering because you're like, damn, I would rather be me than fit in here. Well, that's the thing. You've got a whole bunch of people that are trying to mirror successes. Yeah. So they're never really authentically themselves. No. So now you've got a bunch of weird vibrations Mm -hmm. with people trying to navigate things to elevate themselves in their careers. It sounds so scary. Every Uber driver, Starbucks, out-of-work actors, and everybody's got a, a headshot and a resume and a pitch. Oh, see, that's what, yeah, I went out. I went up to California for one trip, and I remember, because I'd thought about living there, and this was, like, many, many years ago, actually, a guy... California's nice. Hollywood's fucked. So I had the worst experience there, and it was strange, because I went to San Diego, which I heard is usually fucking great. Mm. And I was living in New York at the time. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. The people I met were, like, so I was dating this abusive guy at the time, and he was pulling some shit on me, and I literally locked myself in the bathroom. And there was a guy I knew from years before that. Was this sober? Sober. Sober fighting between e- two sober people? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, most of the That's time. That's so weird. He was just very... Just he could get triggered this. very quickly. Yeah. He was just a very angry person inside. So, like, he he's could... living a lie. Oh, he could get so angry over... Like, it would be like... He would get jealous of even, like, my cousin, me being friends with my cousin. And it'd be like, say my cousin's name was Nick, right? It, it could be months after he was upset about me liking a picture of my cousin's dog on Facebook that we would walk by a restaurant called like Nick's Nest. 
What and then it would go like that. Yeah, yeah. And it would yeah. it'd go off and it'd be like, there goes the next three days. That's somebody who's completely unhappy with themselves. Oh, it was fucking wild. They yeah. unload all your shit on you. Yeah. No, let's... Uh... It was crazy. So I was locked in the bathroom. I called up this guy that like had a crush on me from Vegas because he thought that, you know, meeting a girl in Vegas, like he thought I was going to be his like future wife or something. I had previously blocked his number because he had called me so much and like <laughs> left voice messages crying. This is literally... A year later, after unblocking his number, I called him, and I knew he lived in San Diego. And this is kind of awful of me, but also he kind of deserved it. I called him, and I was like, hey, I was really thinking of coming out to San Diego. And he was like, oh, I'll buy you a ticket. And when do you want to come? And I was like, today, because I want I needed to get out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm outside your window. Yeah, so he, uh, he bought me a plane ticket. I left the apartment because um, I waited for the guy that was freaking out to calm down. I think he went out to go drink or do something. Do you have to escape a lot? Oh, all the time. You're always escaping, aren't you? Yeah, not anymore. But no. there was a long period of my time of my life that was a lot of escaping and a lot Did of like. Did you have blonde hair at the time when you were escaping? Yeah, that's why I died at dark, and that's why I'll never die at blonde again. It's so funny because people are like, "You must have looked really cute as a blonde." I'm like, "I will never be that version of Gina again." And it's like such it's a. It's a nice skin shedding. Yeah. Yeah, right? I'm like, I'll never be that Gina again. It sounds like I'm talking about a different person. I stopped uh, bleaching my asshole after my last relationship. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't get to stick with the right color. No, I, it looks more of a, <laughs> like an eclipse it's made out of peanut butter. It's, it's more of a beige now. Yeah, <laughs> like. It's, it looks like it's been eating tanning cream. <laughs> Gross. I remember a friend telling me, fucking his wife in the bathroom. And they light, we couldn't find the light switch. So he grabbed something that he thought might work as lubricant. Oh, no. And it was tanning cream. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was anal bleach. No, it was (laughs) tanning cream. I was like, oh, your poor friend. No. Is there anal bleach? Can you buy that over the counter? Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. You can order it online. You 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 can do it yourself. Because I've thought about doing it myself before. And uh, just because, you know, not because I was like, you know, just in case. Why not? Why not also do that? Do you know it takes three times to get the right color? What's the right color of an asshole? Right? That's what... Okay, so this is... I actually have a bit about it. Do you get a color chart we can look at? Right? Different shades like, of brown right, to red? Like, what, where would you like you to be the, on the spectrum? Uh, the sliced strawberry look. I like that. <laughs> like at Home Depot? Mm-hmm. Like they got the swatches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the like, paint charts. I would like peach whip, please. So, can you put uh, a streak in it, please? <laughs> I want to make it look faster. Like those bitches that would go tanning and they would wear like the Playboy bunny sticker. I so saw they get that. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. lame ass shit. So um, cover the bullet hole. No, I actually have a bit about it because it's like they literally tell you it takes three times. And I'm like, how do I know that that's not just like a ruse? Like, it's, it's not like I'm checking every time. I'm like, for all I know, you could be throwing hot sauce in my ass and telling me a fucking story. Like, I don't know what you're doing back there. Also, like, like toxic shock. Yeah. Is that a thing? That's a thing, right? Toxic shock is blood getting backed up and you having like bacteria that shouldn't be there. But bleach, actually, like I don't, I mean. I think you can drink uh, per, what's the. Um, milliliter? Uh, no, no. Um, you want to drink a milliliter? <laughs> uh, parts, you can do like 100 parts water, one part bleach. And oh, you can you? And you drink it. Ooh. I I don't endorse this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a medical I, person right. or doctor of any kind, but you, you tell me not you endorsing can't, anyone. You can't drink bleach? I don't believe you can. Even if it's in if it's, microscopic If it's in a microscopic that's that's a very good question, but 
I what? thought that's why I kept it under the counter in the in the bathroom. <laughs> I was so hoping that was chloroform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ether bunny. Right. Happy ether, everybody. <laughs> I was like, damn! I thought it was gonna. I thought I was just gonna wake up somewhere else. Yeah. See where I end up next. In the hallway, handcuffed to a door handle. Right. These podcasts are crazy. <laughs> it's like teleportation, but like in the worst way ever. Right? <laughs> with a condom hanging out of your ass, with a bleaching kit taped to your wrist. Party was crazy last night. Right? That is always... I remember, have, when was the last time you woke up somewhere that you are like, I don't know how I got here or where the fuck I am? Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Uh... I was rollerblading in Canada, and I woke up in Richmond. No, no. (laughs) Six espressos, and I just took off. Uh, Usually, like, when I drank. Yeah. But uh, near the end of it, you know, you become a professional piss tank. So you're like, okay, it takes 10 feet to walk to the hotel from the bar. I make sure the car pick up. It was a whole uh, medical situation. Yeah, yeah. IVs and um, uh, um, Pedialytes. Yeah, you're right. Percocets and um, a, a plan. I, I Because you just go out and get shit corked yeah. and wake up with vomit and your knees would hurt. Yeah. And you had like the water bottle waiting by the bed for the morning and shit Still, like yeah, that. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh, it's such a. I fucking hate drinking, to be honest. Yeah. It's such a. It's just not good. And anytime you think it's fun, go down the 6th Street on a Saturday. It's so gross. I used to bartend down there. Yeah, I can imagine. So that was my first job when I moved here. I didn't know what Dirty Six was, and I used to bartend in New York part-time, so I was just like, whatever, fuck it. Bartending gig, and it was this place called The Aquarium. And believe it or not, they had aquariums with fish tanks in it. Wow. Yeah, wild, huh? Uh, Pretty creative idea. Aquatic theme? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it was just fucking all the little douches on fucking 6th Street Mm. that would never tip. I'd be there all night, and I never, I didn't realize, so back in New York, you have a porter. You have somebody that comes in, and they bleach the floor, and they clean at the end of the night, and all that stuff. There, the guy was making you do it. So I wouldn't get home. Bar would close at 2. Like, we're supposed to be mopping the floor and picking up like that. You're you're home at 4.30 a.m. I'm like, and then I'm like, these kids don't fucking tip, because they're all little college shitheads. And, like, I just remember the first time I ever looked outside the window of the bar at midnight on Dirty Six on, like, a Saturday. I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on outside? It looks... Well, literally, they, the police brought block off the street so that the kids don't get run over by cars because they're so inebriated. There's they're people laying in the street. barfing all yeah. over themselves. There's like, puke. And, and it's pretty funny. As a, it's hilarious. As a, as a, it's like going to, uh, uh, you know, it's like the purge. And they look like the slow zombies. Yeah. Like they yeah. look like like And some fights kick off too. Yeah. I haven't seen a good street fight in a while, but down yeah. there you can. So in Canada, did you have street fighting outside the bars? I'm from Hamilton. Yes. Really? Loads of them. That that's what Hamilton is known for. My hometown really? is known as as the punch in the face of Ontario. Oh. It is uh it has a Boston uh Oh, there you go. Because I grew up in Western Mass, and that's how the night ended, was the police were outside the bar, and that's literally how it was, like, 2 o'clock fights. Oh, there'd be cops on horses outside the bars. Really? Yeah. So what's the the procedure there? Like, why why on a horse? Uh, Because it's easier for crowd control. And I don't know if you've ever been kicked by a horse. I've fallen off a horse, but I've never been kicked. 
if you've been, I've never been kicked by a horse, but uh, I've been around people who've been kicked by livestock, and uh, it break your jaw. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, uh, big, but will the horses beastly, kick? Uh, yeah, if you slap them on the ass, they'll kick you right in the face. If you walk behind them, I know, yeah. too, and they don't know you're behind them, they get spooked and kick. Totally, and it's a big beast. It's easier Man. to push people around. How much would you pay to watch a like drunk little douchebag get hit, kicked by a horse? Oh, sometimes you just drag the douchebag behind the horse <laughs> and just push him at the ass. Oh, right. my toothfish. Right. Yeah, no, there's... It's uh, like gorilla jackass. Like the kids don't even know that they're on the new jackass. We just make them do the things. There's videos of pregnant women in fistfights in downtown Hamilton. Oh, my God. If you Google Gore Park Hamilton pregnant girl fighting... Oh, and that see sounds this. Yeah. The, phenomenal. The baby's arm actually comes out and gets in on it, <laughs> rips the girl's top off, and starts breastfeeding. God. Do it, mommy. Coming yeah. out. God. Placenta and a cord wrapped around his neck. God. You're not going to make it, Billy. My girl's getting fisted both ways. Whoa. So- That's my daughter, goddammit. <laughs> 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 Don't talk about my baby mama like that. Yeah, geez, Louise, cut the cord so the Billy can get out for a run. Right, Jesus. That'd be crazy. Right. Have you been in, you've been attacked by women for sure. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> right? You've definitely been attacked you've by women. You've totally been attacked. I've had, I've had one chick. Grab your hair from behind? That's what it was. And then, you know, it was, I started. She did it. I started laughing because I was like, because I actually did was. She have a. a th- Fist of it? No, she did this. She so she pulled down, yeah. and um, the whole thing is if somebody's pulling your hair, and if any girls are listening, if somebody's pulling your hair, you just lean into them, like you follow, you go into their yeah, body, yeah, 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 yeah. so it doesn't hurt, and then you just knee them in the groin. Yeah, like if you just lean into it, they don't think t- that you're gonna like you don't pull away from it. Mm-hmm. You get charge at the person that's pulling your hair, mm-hmm. or like and then you can get them against the wall or something. Yeah. So like the. <laughs> Girl. Spoken like a true lady. Your mother's crying on the couch behind us. That's my little girl. She definitely will find a way to listen to this podcast. Um, I've got her blocked already. She's been sending me harassing messages. Right. That shitty face girl I showed you, right. that was from your mother. She's like, that. this is her daughter. I literally have my mom blocked on Instagram. I don't have Facebook, mostly because of my mom and also because of like, Shitty exes. Yeah, I haven't had Facebook in nine years, which has been amazing. Good for you. It's been amazing. Good for you. And um, I so I blocked her and all this stuff. She somehow she will make fake accounts to try to look at my stuff. Your mother. Yeah. And you haven't talked to her in ten years. Oh no, I haven't seen my brother in ten years, but we get along. Yeah. No, I talked to my mom, but uh, it's very much like I've tried. Last time at Thanksgiving, that I was like, listen, like I'm like my own person and you cannot like certain things I do. Cause I've done a podcast before where I was talking about how I used to work on a webcam and how I got fired from, uh, so I'm going to say she this. She can't into even the grasp that. Yeah. She can't grasp that. Yeah. I'm like, I was working in neurosurgeries. I worked on a webcam and at night and it was most of the time I was dressed and I was working out bits cause men are that lonely that they would watch me be fully clothed and just talk into a camera. And it was men are that lonely. Yeah. I'm sitting right here. All right. I should be Other up my men, hand. not you. You're special. I, I'm fine. I <laughs> live alone with the voices in my Yeah, give me goddamn Brian. There he is. It's Brian and the hyena. <laughs> Take a picture of you and Brian. Yeah. But um, no, so she heard this podcast. I have no idea how the fuck she found it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she um, 
sent me because I have her number blocked because, like I said, boundaries aren't a thing for her. Very that, intrusive, your mother. She, very. She's a bit of a Sherlock Holmes. Oh, and it's insane. I'm like, please get a hobby, like any hobby. Mm-hmm. Please get any hobby. So, um, and I mean that with love. Like, I'm like, I just wish that she would care about herself more and know that, like, you raised It's two- harder for your mother to do her own shit then, then, uh, like manage uh, other people's yeah. lives and like manipulate yeah. other things. So, like that young lady who was giving me career advice. Oh, that was amazing. That was pretty funny. It was amazing. I enjoyed uh, that. <laughs> was, you were rolling your eyes harder than me. I just kind of put my head down. Well, I said something to her because she started giving you advice and she's what relentlessly. Yeah, and I literally, and that's why I was like, oh, Jason, were you looking for advice? Yeah, that's thank why you. I said it I out have loud. To have like, you, you're gonna have to be public relations for yeah, me. Yeah, I'll be your pit bull. Thank like, you. Little Italian pit Me bull. and Brian here. Right. I'm just holding a stuffed animal. What's with that vampire holding a dog? <laughs> right. Right? It's a hyena. Yeah. It's for, don't fuck that up. We got to, that's my ego in a, in a stuffed animal. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's like my, um, my familiar. <laughs> that's my little familiar. Have you ever seen hyenas? Yeah. They're- I think they're cute. Yeah. I like, so that's why I used the hyena as the last name for my... Stage Stadium, name, yeah. Because I, I like how they're resourceful and how I also like that they're like vicious when they have to be, but they also laugh a lot. Hermaphrodites. No, they have a very large clit. Oh, God, here we go. They have a very large clit that looks like a phallus, but that's also how they give birth out of it. So a lot of them die when they're giving birth because it rips. Yeah. Also, one of the most uh, potent. Bites, yeah, because they're any animal. They're sagittal crest, sagittal crest. Yeah, we're learning all kinds of new words. Yeah, isn't it? So let me just drop some knowledge on you, so people don't think I'm totally. They have a spine in their skull. So no, they have. So you have your skull here, right? Mm. Your sagittal plane is the one that's going through here. So if you cut somebody's sagittal, you're doing this. Yeah. So they literally have a crest that's like high Uh. here. So the physics of it makes it when they bite that it's such a hard force down. Okay, so it's got more torque behind it. Yeah. So that's also why they say pit bulls have uh, harder bites too because they have that higher That's this, skull. the shape of the head. Also, yeah. a lion will bite the spine, break their backs. So crazy. And, and just end them. God, I love just watching animals do stuff because I also just, we're just animals, right? Yeah. Like so, it's always so bleaching our assholes. Just animals bleaching our assholes is our way. Out. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a, a herd of geese just there going. Can we get these uh, little pinker right. people are starting to point at us when we fly home for south? God, the dumbest joke I ever wrote is about bleaching my asshole because I talk about how I have a self care. Open day. with that, huh? Do you open with the bleached asshole bit? No, because I, I'll talk about like I'll make like smart. I'll try to make more intelligent sounding jokes. I always start off making fun of myself. Um, so the you. women in the room don't hate me. So I, like, I'm like, I'll be the common enemy. So I'll make fun of myself the first couple of jokes. And then like, I'll talk about like how I have a self care day and like, I went and got my Botox refreshed. And then like, I went and I got my asshole bleach and how it's like, you know, you got to do it three different times, but you could be just throwing hot sauce. My ass, tell me a story. And then I went to go get my teeth whitened. You wouldn't check someone's work. You just take, oh, we did it twice. Just, it's okay. I would, I would take it. I, I no trust my anal bleacher. Huh? You wouldn't, you don't want to see, if you got your car painted. No, it's painted, a bit, Jason. I know, but so are you telling me if you got your asshole. Oh, no, I would definitely look at it all of the time. Thank you. All of the time. Thank you. This is what the listeners <laughs> like, need to know. Yeah. Will you I look would at your holes? It's my third eye. So, uh. 
No, and then I used to call it the winking judge. Yeah, <laughs> the winking judge. Mm. So, oh god. But yeah, no. Just the last part of it is that yeah. So like, I went to go get my Botox done. I went to get my asshole bleached, and then <laughs> to my dentist, and he was Sounds like, like my grocery list, <laughs> right? And my dentist was like, "Huh, that's new." And I'm like, "Oh shit, what's that?" And he's like, "When'd you bleach your asshole?" And it's so fucking stupid that it's just like the plot twist is my dentist is looking at my fucking asshole, right? Yeah. And it's every a weird way, yeah. You the, the issue was that that it was you. That was the only dentist that would actually check your cavities by having you in a handstand. <laughs> right, just, just working, looking at the wrong cavity. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Could you funny. stop coughing on it? <laughs> God. Oh, a lot of people have seen my asshole, and it's very much unbleached. Really? Yeah, I used to show everybody everything. Oh, yeah, you showed me that clip from one of your shows where you GG all into everybody. But I used to do a full spread and a log launch. Stop. I used to get people to hold hot dog buns. Prepare for that. Coffee. Oh, okay. I would eat like 11 Raisin Bran muffins. Would you really? And then uh, a a half a liter of olive oil. Were you like a regular at a bakery? Yeah, I was like, uh, (laughs) I got a party this weekend, guys. Are you telling me there's no bran? All right, throw some blueberry in there. I'm going to make them scream tonight. It's for my Bible study. (laughs) If I don't don't show up with a shit can, and I'm going to be laughed out of town. Right. (laughs) Yeah, there was some preparation involved. Really? How did you start doing, like, the the physical comedy of, like, the being naked and shit and stuff like that? Because I think... I know for a fact because I was uh, the opposite. Okay. A large part of my life, mm-hmm. you know, I was very quiet, shy. That's kind of when we you see me out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not uh, reaching for anybody. No. Ever. No, we literally started talking because I called myself a cunt. Totally. Yeah. And then uh, when we were sitting... People could not help but come and sit around us. Yeah. And invade uh, our conversation. It was very strange, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just because they're boring. Yeah. They were like, oh, those two look like they're having a stimulating conversation. And then, I think I'll come pick at this. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that's why I left. Yeah. It I was terrifying, out. right? I just walked out. But that happens. I get it. Some people. Are just curious uh, about uh, oddities. Yeah, you know, uh, we're clearly at a glance a little more interesting than the average. They're like, bird. oh, those two people that actually decided to dress themselves and yeah. seem to be engaged in an actual conversation, not about yeah. the weather or some fucking horse shit. It's a uh, yeah. I've spent the last two days here just decompressing, like we talked before. Yeah, we're just like getting uh, that out. That's why I like to go out with, with monsters. And it keeps all the riffraff yeah, away. Yeah, that's fair. So you were very quiet. And then so how did that transcend into you taking a shit on stage? <laughs> <laughs> like, where's... Not on the that's stage. That's a someone, big jump. Someone was laying down. Oh, okay. No, uh, let me see. Yeah, so there was a point in my life, I think alcohol initially helped me uh, open up the id aspect of it okay to give me the false sense of confidence to do whatever the fuck i wanted okay and that turned into a a five-year terror of my hometown so much so that i do you like the shock or what is it about the i like the freedom in it okay i enjoy the freedom in it i'm not specifically 
and there's and I have a, a style. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Sound, as we're explaining these, a lot of these uh, scatological uh, stories and uh, uh, carnival esque type escapades yeah. are legendary. Absolutely. And hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I love chaos. Yeah, that's fair. I love it. It's not boring. And uh, I like real legit screaming. Okay. Yeah, I love like like terrified. Yeah. Of like, so you like when your audience is like, "Holy you shit!" You remember Freddy like, Krueger? Yeah. He fed off of the screams. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that was because I've screamed a lot as a child. So now I make the world scream. Okay. Did anything? Do you? Can you remember anything that happened to you when you were like one and a half or like two years old? I think my earliest memory is probably when I was four. Okay. And uh, that was terrifying. Really? Yeah. Do you want to share it? I told you, and I've discussed it before, but I don't want to go down that road right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because it's just like a very Freudian thing that typically people that are like very anal retentive or like that are into like the scaring people, like anything with like scatological things, usually something happened to them during the time when they were learning to toilet train. Probably. Yeah. I don't think toilet training was an issue. It was more or less... The terror that I was uh, subjected to yeah. as, a, as a child, uh-huh. I uh, repackaged it yeah. and sent it out to the world. Yeah. So now you're in charge. I was, yeah, I took control over my own pain. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and, and unloaded it. And some people appreciate it and some people uh, don't. But I, have a, I sell a lot of tickets. So. Yeah. Hey, so. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. Isn't that wonderful? And like, it's like that's something that's very deep to you. And, like, it, it truly makes you, like, happy to express it. And then people are like, I'm into this. Yeah. That's amazing. That's- and, and because it's an outlet of my, my past, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it attacks people. Yeah, I know. I like that you said your past and then you threw the I hyena can't. that was named after your dad <laughs> behind you. You're like, get him away from me. I can't. There's too much. I'm petting this thing and, and now I'm going to start bawling. Because, <laughs> you know, when you go to a therapy, they hand you like a, a stuffed animal or something Absolutely. to get you through it. So yeah. your, your psychological... Uh, uh, Psychotherapy shit is not working here, lady. Okay. You handed me a goddamn stuffed animal, you bitch. After my dead father. Right. God damn it. I'm like, yeah, manipulative people are awful. Here's this thing named after your dead dad. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember your first memory? (laughs) And then a a brown tear just ran down my cheek. God. Oh, my God. (sighs) It'd be so gross if brown was your favorite color. But I'm going to guess it's black. It is black. <laughs> I don't know how I guess that. It is black. Everything I have is black. Yeah. That's why I, all, all of my clothes, except for because this past photo shoot, I did a very pastel photo shoot. It was out of character for me. But everything else is black. And that's what, like, when you have to, like, feel your clothes to figure out which ones Yeah, they texture. Are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the texture person. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to figure out no, what's what uh, from uh, feeling it. And traveling and stuff, you know, I haven't worn any clothes with color in probably like 20 years or something. There was a period in my life where I was, I think, uh, when I first started doing stand-up, I, um, I was like, okay, I, I got to kind of be normal-ish. Okay. So I started wearing colors and things, and then uh, I just said, I'm not comfortable with this. They tried yeah. to get me to wear a suit on, and if I was doing a TV show, uh, 
You got to wear a suit. Somebody like, tried to get you to wear a suit. I've on worn TV. suits. Have you? Did you get like an all black suit, or have you found a suit that like you liked? Uh, I did have a black suit on one show, but the first one was a a, a navy thin pin. Oh yeah, you suit. would look like if you wore that. I would think you were wearing a Halloween costume. Totally. I'd be I like, had, "What are you trying to pull over right now?" I had a photo shoot, and then I went to the comedy store, and <laughs> no one recognized me. Yeah, I'll bet. They, they didn't recognize me. I had to go up the bread band. I go, it's Jason. He's like, holy shit. He goes, don't ever wear that again. <laughs> I go, I know. It's fucking weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, if I came in here and you had like a green Ralph Lauren polo shirt on or something, I'd, I'd be like, I'm no. sorry. I'm in like the wrong apartment. But I wear a fitted, tailored suit. Yeah. I'm not against that. You know. Yeah, no. There's tight, something. Yeah. A, you, a nice you gotta, suit. You, you got to do it right. I was trying to get Hugo Boss to hook me up. For a while, really in, in England, and uh, they had a, a kind of secondary fashion line, and uh, I was like, "If you're gonna do suit, you gotta wear you gotta wear the right suits, yeah, consistently. You can't have a slouchy. You gotta set your wardrobe up tight, like American Psycho style. Absolutely, yeah. no, a tailored suit, like one. They're always so attractive. And can you imagine anybody that like we saw the other night, like? No, if any of them ever try to buy a suit, you know it would look like a kid borrowing their dad's like clothes. Like it would look and John obnoxious. Wick, John Wick brought the Oof. suit back, right? Oh yeah, Canadian, by the way. Yeah, amazing person. Kicked out of theater school in Toronto. Really, mm. really. I know. Didn't his sister like and his wife die? Uh, possibly. I don't know. I haven't really I know gone he, into it, but... Uh, I know Keanu Reeves is, like, an amazing person because I think his sister died the same year his first wife died, and he lost somebody else, and, like, he was, like, a very broken person, and now that's why he's just, like, a very, he was, very kind person. Old, he was dating an older lady. Is that the one who died? No, he's dating an older person now, but yeah. for, like, seven years he didn't date anybody after he Can lost... Can imagine that, being an old broad? And that I bad Keanu Reeves? Yeah. And she's gonna... I gotta go... I gotta go fuck... Yeah. John Wick. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I just like, if you go down a rabbit hole of like what made him into like a creative person, I have yeah. literally a ride here to go to dinner right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're past an hour. Damn it. I like talking to you. I like talking to you too. <laughs> Damn it. You got, you're, because you're not living here, you're, you're on a schedule. Yeah. And uh, we're going to wrap this up so you can deal with your My sushi life. date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where can people find you? <laughs> We're, my, we've my, been all over the place. Right? We really cool. have. Yeah. My Instagram is eggs in hot sauce. Eggs, the letter N, hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me at GinaHyenaComedy.com. Well, we're going to call this part one, Gina. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to have another conversation. Yes. Maybe even follow a story for more than three minutes. Right? Like at one point you'll learn <laughs> any full thought about yeah, it. Yeah, no. They, <laughs> most of the people haven't even made it to the end of this because they're like, these squirrels are nuts. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Gina. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. You're the best. <laughs> and uh, go to jasonrouse.com. Big show, July 1st at the Vulcan Theater here in Austin, Texas. Jason Rouse and the Young Canadians. We've got Ron Jossel, George Perez, and uh, a bunch of special guests that I can't announce until we get closer to the show. Uh, You never know who's going to show up. Uh, Come and check out my shows. Follow me on all my social media, Jason Rouse 666. And uh, it's Easter, isn't it? Ishtar, let's say. Ishtar? Yeah. (laughs) Bye, Jesus. Bye.
was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes.